You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network, Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us on the program. Of course, if you're joining us on the program, why not go one step farther and uh, follow us on one of those social media outlets that you love going to so much. Maybe on the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. On Instagram, we are at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Follow us uh, on the what? The Facebook, Talking Wrestling. Talking Wrestling also on Spotify. And you want to send us a Gmail, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. If you're on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Remember to give us a favorable review and a five-star rating. And we will send you a postcard from my 1984 postcards. Uh, wrestlers of po- post. It's a wrestling postcard book, folks. That's what you're getting. Uh, a little bit of bribery goes a long way. And, uh, yeah, and here we are right now. We are in studio at Never Sleeps Network. And my guest is here, who I just saw two weeks ago at SummerSlam, and it's nice revisiting with him right now. Rudy Blair's on the show from Rudy Blair Media. How you doing, Rudy? I'm good, man. Great seeing you. And as I've always said, when it comes to wrestling podcasts, you're the best, my friend. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's great. Uh, you hear that, JR? Suck it. <laughs> um, I was going to say Cornet, but Cornet's got an army. And Jr. just it just stands old and bitter. Yeah, but you know what? There's also an army that can't stand Cornette. You know, I mean, there oh, are yeah. wrestlers that want to beat him up these days for all the things that he's been saying. Well, you know, he uh, hey, great news. You know, you know, you made it when Cornette hates you. Yes. So congratulations, RJ City. You've made it. This is where this is your fame. Like there you go. You know, he had a duet with Joey Ryan's dick, <laughs> and he's wrecking the business. <laughs> Yeah, and which is funny because we before that happened, we talked uh, about it on this podcast. Yeah, how he was gonna battle Joey Ryan's dick. What was his plan? That's crazy. And he said he was going to basically embrace the penis uh-huh. and become its friend. Mm-hmm. Thus, there won't be no need for the dick flip. I'm 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 happy for him. And what he did I'll... was he uh, he pulled out a microphone mm-hmm. and he sang a duet and he put that microphone to the penis of Joey Ryan. And did his penis sing? Yeah, it sang and in tenor. It was beautiful. The voice of the penis of Joy Ryan was beautiful. And shout out to Nug, who was the voice of Joy Ryan's You penis. realize you've put this in my head, and now I'm somehow going to dream this. You well, it's viral. That? You can watch it. Somehow I'll be singing to it or whatever. It's, it's fantastic. But ugh. I said, if someone would have just embraced Hulkamania and started shaking with him and said, this is fun. Maybe he wouldn't have attacked you so so you know abruptly. You See, know? this is the thing I love about podcasts these days. I love and hate. I'm going to say love and hate. And mm-hmm. The reason why is I uh, love because you get to hear all these incredible stories that are going yes. on, and all these things are going on in the background. The sad part is kayfabe, of course, completely gone. So when you're watching something, uh, a wrestling show or whatever, you really they have to work harder. To, to get, get it me over. to be invest, yeah. invested into it. Because before, all I had to do was just go, okay, it's 3 o'clock, I'm watching Vancouver Wrestling. I'm already invested, even before it started. Yes. Now, I'm sitting back there and going, okay, since I know the story behind all this, suck me into this. Bring yeah. me into this. And I like it when sometimes when something happens, and uh, 
and then a feud happens out of the reality yes. of what's going on. And I think that's smart. It is, but a lot of times I think if you're a younger guy and you're trying to use a social media to pick a feud with someone, uh, you got to be smarter, and uh, <laughs> and you got to realize uh, you have a place, and that other person has a place. And I'm speaking to Matt Riddle. Uh, you know, like Matt Riddle is in a program with uh, you know the Irish assassin yes. uh, Killian uh, on NXT. He's mid card. He wasn't even on the last NXT pay per view. Um, so picking a fight with Goldberg, which is stepping on what Dolph Ziggler is currently doing. Um, and doing excellent, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler doesn't need Matt Riddle's help in putting down Goldberg in his Saudi Arabia show. Goldberg knows it was shit. Um, inside tip, you're going to see a documentary on Goldberg realizing that that, wa- that was bad. He didn't want to go out like that. And the way he wanted to go out was the way he did at SummerSlam. That'll be all. That I'm sure that will be a documentary. And you know, and I, I'm assuming we're going to be talking about SummerSlam because that's yes. where we ran into each other. And um, I have to say, uh, I really enjoyed the pay per view, whether you know being in the audience and everything else too. But I would have enjoyed it watching on television. I really thought that that Goldberg match was amazing. Yes. And that was because mostly because of Dolph. Yes. Um, Dolph <laughs> is excellent in. Emotion. He is excellent in getting people involved in whether they love him or hate him. Plus the fact the way he takes any kind of bump and he contorts his body yes, and he's 100%. just you know you see him like in pain and whatever. You actually feel for him when he gets the hit. He throws everything into it. Probably one of the most underrated uh, superstars. Out no, there. his bumps are, are incredible and his selling is incredible. And you know like. That's why they compare him to Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Nobody was better at selling than Shawn Michaels. And when you look at what the way Dolph took those spears, like look at the way Elias took an edge spear earlier. And then you look at the way Dolph Ziggler took all three spears, each one more ridiculous than the other. Yeah. And it was just fantastic. And for a guy who was up signing autographs till I know two in the morning, so I don't know what time he was drinking. Uh, wildfire Jack Daniels all night. I don't know what time he got to bed, but to go out and perform the next day and perform that well in that match uh, after that, you know, that it's fantastic. And whoever came up with that idea, I thought brilliant because it helped limit what Goldberg had to do. Because if you really look at it, yeah. how many moves did he do? Well, Goldberg's, how many people praise about a 20-minute Goldberg match? No one does. No. And nobody wants to see it. No. That's no. what the WWE realized from when they had Goldberg at first. Yes. To when they brought him back at Survivor Series in Toronto a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Was WWE always had as a, a habit of, okay, we're going to take this talent from WCW, but now we're going to rebrand it and we're going to put our WWF stamp on it. And that's what the people will remember. Nobody remembers Scott Hall. Everybody remember Razor Ramon, you know. But then Scott Hall, it's either or. But the thing is, is like this is what they do. So when Goldberg came, they took him out of his trunks. They put him in bicycle shorts, white ones, with his arm tattoo on the ass. And now Goldberg's in white, and he doesn't look like Goldberg. He's still coming through the Goldberg pyro. That's all they kept. That's all they liked. And he's having matches that aren't even Goldberg-esque. He's, they're making him wrestle which he's not very good at. When he came back later, that's what they did to discredit his career in the in the in WCW. When they when he came back 
for Survivor Series, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people weren't expecting what, what happened. Number one, I didn't know how long the match was going because the match in front of it was an hour. And it was probably the best hour of wrestling I've ever seen live in my life. The five on five that year mm-hmm. from Survivor Series, SmackDown versus Raw was amazing. And then and then what that happened was uh, Goldberg came out against Brock Lesnar and they didn't what made it so great was not that it was a great match, it's just they fixed what they fucked up. Right down. And they made it they made it a Bill Goldberg match. Right down to getting back the old music. Because yes. if you remember the other they, music, they changed that they, it. Yeah. They, it was like, what is this? This yeah. is so wussy. You it's, know? It, no, they got the old music, yep. the old pyro. It was the old. I'm surprised Vince didn't make him dye his beard. Like <laughs> he makes Kevin Nash dye his beard when yep. he comes back. Ah, oh, Diesel's got to have a black beard. He can't, <laughs> can't have a gray beard. You know? So, but Bill has the gray goatee, but. He looks like Bill Goldberg, so he comes back and he has yeah. that match, and then he comes back again. And you know, the, the the idea of him having the match with the Undertaker again, it's like this isn't what people wanted. Everybody no. wanted the Undertaker Sting. Yes, that's what they wanted. You fucked up. You didn't ever. You I never agree. gave it to them. You teased us. You teased us all the time, and then they give you something else. I complained about it last night. They for weeks they've been teasing Monday Night Raw King of the Ring tournament. I wanted to tune in last night. And watch the King of the Ring tournament over three hours. They did it in two hours back in the day. Yeah. So if you have a three-hour television broadcast, you can do the King of the Ring tournament in one night. Then one and that's the, what I thought it was, that's, too. That's I what agree. everybody thought it was. Yeah. But then, and they start off with Jerry doing commentary. You're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden, the qualifying, you know, the first round, and then they tell you they're going to be doing it over weeks. And I was like, well, that's not, that's, that's not, now, last night was a great Raw. I thought it was really good. But it's not what I wanted, and it really upset me that they that they that they did this. And I think that's where the problem comes in. In you know, quote unquote, who's the boss? You yeah, know, is it Triple H or is it Vince? And I think that's where compromising is coming in because I think Triple H would have done the one night thing. I think yes. that problem comes in with Vince going, "No, we're gonna spread this out." I think things are gonna get a lot better. When, of course, Triple H finally does take over, because Vince has to be realizing, um, as much as he did create this this global phenomena, yes, he's out of touch. Well, he is, and he's got to leave and focus on XFL. Yeah, it's next year. Yeah, twenty twenty. Uh, they've signed one player. They just signed a player last week. I can't remember his name. Do you they think start... it's still going to go through? I just, I, you know what? As much... I want it to go through because I want him to leave. <laughs> I don't want him to die. I just want him to leave. Just go. Mm-hmm. Go. You still be the figurehead. You can still be Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders used to make appearances at all the KFCs <laughs> right up until he died. He wasn't running them, but he would show up and start cooking stuff, and the people would be like, why is the colonel here? And then they call head office, and then they're like, Oh, he's sick again. And the family yeah. would come down and pick him up. <laughs> Colonel Sanders had no idea what the fuck he was doing. You know, it's, uh, that's the way I want Vince to be. Like, I want, like, let, or, or take one show, Vince, but don't take two, don't take all three shows. He shouldn't take any show at all. He shouldn't take any show at all. I've been making the argument all along mm-hmm. that AEW is overhyped in my book. And I the, agree with that. And the fact is, is the AEW shows that have been out there that they've put on so far, 
none of them have been better than any of the NXT shows. Okay, so let me and I agree with you. Honestly, I think the like the best takeovers, product. Takeovers. Yes, I think the best product right now is NXT. Of yes. course, under Triple H. I'm so glad that uh, it's finally going to be hitting TV. Yeah. It's no longer going to be just on the network. We're actually going to get a chance for folks who don't have the network. They're going to get a chance to see this now because I yeah. do believe it's going to be a two-hour show. So we're going to be able to see this on USA Network, I do yes, believe. Yes, on USA Network. Yeah. USA Network. Um, AW, I think the problem that they're having with that is in the beginning they were getting some good guys. And then you could tell they were just hiring the buddies who were either in some outlaw leagues or yeah. needed a job, and they just started to hire them. Um, well, it's like they've, they've kind of scoured the indies, and they signed the top yeah. guys out of the indies. But, you know, like... But some of these guys I don't want to see. I'm, I'm sorry. Just like, uh, what's his name? Um, Tarzan Boy? Oh, yeah, I like Tarzan Boy. I'm not a fan of Tarzan Boy. I've seen Boy. him wrestle uh, live. Not a fan. Uh, not I've a seen fan. him wrestle. I saw him wrestle at uh, GCW mm-hmm. last year, and, and what he said was his best match. Uh, it was him and Tony Deppen. Yeah. And it was a good match. And I liked him before I knew that he was Luke Perry's son. Now that he's Luke Perry's son, mm-hmm. I have a soft spot for him because I, I, I'm a huge 90210 fan. Yep. And I love Luke Perry. And I watched <laughs> watched uh, uh, Archie's. Uh, mm-hmm. What do they call it? Uh, Riverdale. Uh, yep. I watched Riverdale as well because of Luke Perry. And, and Luke Perry's gone. And not only that, the night that uh, I saw that match was the night that David Arquette almost died in the ring, where he got that cut was in the throat. Insane. I was there, and 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 the fact is, the ambulance had already took Marty Stunt, the small little guy. Yeah, they, they already took him to the ambulance because he broke his leg wrestling uh, Superfly or or Everfly, uh, the little green guy. Fight. I know what you're talking about. He yeah. beat uh, Miz on the SmackDown after Survivor Series mm-hmm. last year. Uh, anyway. Um, there was nobody. There was no ambulance to take him to the hospital, uh, but Luke Perry was backstage. I heard about son, the story. And Luke Perry yeah. brought David Arquette to the hospital. I'm like, wait, are you telling me that Luke Perry and David Arquette went to the hospital together? <laughs> I was like, what are they? I'm like, what did they talk about? Uh, you know, did they talk about? Remember that time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That was a good shoot. We were both in that movie. You know. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, but it's just like. You know, I did. Some of these guys, they're just—they're not ready. I no, don't think they're ready. And I agree with you. It's like uh, Hangman. Okay, he's going up against Jericho. Yes. Um, I'm actually hoping Jericho wins. I hope Jericho's Jericho not, will win. I hope he's not going to put him over because, no, not yet. as much as I like Hangman, I don't see him as that top tier no. uh, wrestler. Look, I just it, don't see it. It's not going to happen because it's what's be- what's best for business, mm-hmm. and what's best for business is. The person that has the belt right now should be uh, the biggest name you have. Absolutely. And not only is Jericho the biggest name they have, um, Jericho is also Tony Khan's favorite wrestler of all time. So, you know, it's like, it's not, if you listen to Tony Khan and, and talk as Jericho, mm-hmm. he just flats out says, like, I was at your last two ECW matches. You were this guy, you were my favorite wrestler. You know, he goes, you know, so, so him being there, it doesn't make sense for Hangman to win right yet. Hangman's going to have to, I think they're going to do it right. They're going to build a feud with Jericho and Hangman that probably lasts over three different pay-per-views at different types of matches. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I would say by Christmas time, Jericho will probably drop the belt to Hangman. But I would expect at least a four-month reign from Chris Jericho as the first world title holder. It's not going to be Hangman Page. See, what I'm hoping is that they're going to eventually have a secondary title. 
Oh, yeah, I think they will, too. give that over to Hangman and see how he does with that. Because the other thing they got to remember, too, whoever is holding the title. Not even the second-year title. I want a TV title. Somebody has to have a fucking TV I, you title. You know what? I can go with that. I'm, uh, was, uh, RO, ROH has their TV title. And, 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 but, and, but I want the old rules, though, for the TV title that the NWA used to have, yeah. where you only had the 15 minutes to win that title. If you didn't win it, then it didn't matter if you pinned the champion. He still kept the title. Yeah. That's what I want to see. In 15 minutes, and, and it has to be not like once a month on television. No, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Love, 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 love that. Um, but whoever has that title, and hopefully it's going to be Jericho, um, they have to remember, too, this is the guy who's got to rep- not just represent the organization. He's going to talk to the press. Most likely he's going to be on the talk show. Yes. Um, newspapers. Everything. Everything. Face um, of the company. You know, people like yourself. And then, of course, they got to deal with idiots who you know, ruin, yeah. you know, doing the interviews and stuff like that. They need somebody who can handle that. Jericho. And not only that, we don't know what's happening. Um, offers have been made to CM Punk. He says it hasn't been very professional because the offers have come over as texting. Yeah. And he doesn't think that's professional at all. Um, but mind you, um, you know, offers have been out to him. He is involved with StarCast. Over the long weekend, yeah, upcoming at the end of the month, at the start of September, uh, Labor Day weekend. So we don't even know. CM Punk could walk out the world champion. We don't know what's going to happen. Here's here's my thing with uh, CM Punk. I a couple of years ago did have a chance to speak with him uh, for an interview, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed the interview. You know, I I told him that he reminded me of you know what the old school NWA guys would have been like. Yeah. My problem right now is because his MMA career was so dismal, horrible. To me, that takes a shot at his uh, star power. Um, because let's face it, you look at somebody like say like a Brock Lesnar. Yes. Uh, who was very successful. You know, mm-hmm. whether he got his ass beat or, you know, he was winning world championships. Yeah. You know, uh, Ronda, Ra- Ronda Rousey, even though she got her butt beat at the last couple of matches when she was an MMA fighter, she was still at some point dominant to say that she could throw punches. Well, she okay? sold out nine pay-per-views on her Exactly. Name. She can carry a brand. Exactly. As a matter of fact, I thought she would be the new spokesperson for the WWE moving forward. If she didn't go get pregnant, okay, that would have been because a good everybody knows who she is. Yeah, she's famous. You can put yeah. her in movies. Yeah, you can put her on a talk show. Yeah, we talked about this with Jimmy Hart when we're uh, doing the podcast with him. He's like, mm-hmm. Vince originally wanted someone that he could put on MTV. He could put on Saturday mornings kids yeah. show. He could put uh, on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He you, they he was worthy enough to be a news story if he had a big match. You know, uh, a, a real crossover sensation is what Vince had in mind to sell all the merchandise they were going to build off this person. And Hulk Hogan was that guy. And they've, you know, since then they, Hulk Hogan, they had Stone Cold, they had the rock, but who's the next one? Yeah. And they, and they, and they, and I said, you know, we, we sort of talked about it and I said, I, I think it's Ronda Rousey. She's already proven that she can carry the UFC. Like their UFC is a proven brand and she's sold out, Cards on her name yep. and pay-per-view records on her name. So we know that she can sell the, the the fight brand. You know, the fact is, you know, she can do it on talk shows and she can go on everything. And she's, you know, and she's such an iconic 
person because women love her because she's badass and she's for real. Okay, um, I'm going to jump over there and I'm going to go back to CM Punk. They just have to figure out how to, in certain ways, rebrand her like they did with Goldberg, as we talked about. Because as she was going out, I mean, people couldn't stand her. It wasn't her fault, though, because they had her, which I hate, the whole scripting thing. They did not let her be her. No, they didn't let when her, When she yeah. was in UFC, she was who she was. Let she her talk. mouthed off and everything else. Yeah. And it was great to watch. Um, if they can let her be her, it's definitely going to work. Going back to CM Punk, my problem with CM Punk now is he his credibility is shot to me. So, yeah, he can go in and he can wrestle whatever, but to me now he's just any other person who can jump off the ropes and everything else. He's not, in my words, legit. And when I say legit, I mean a legit badass, like if you're going to look like a Samoa Joe, yeah. who you know that, yeah, he's out there wrestling, but if he wanted to just, like, he could do it. Yeah. He can hurt somebody. Yeah. You know, that's the part that was lost. There was a certain point where I felt he had it, mm-hmm. but when he went to MMA, that's the part that got lost. So if I see CM Punk yeah, he, wrestle, yeah. I just think, okay, so he's wrestling. All right, you know, he's putting on a show, yay. But when I watch guys like, again, bringing up uh, Samoa Joe, like the thing I love about watching him is, is just knowing that if this guy wanted to kill this guy, he could do it. Well, that's the thing is like Matt Riddle says with the Goldberg thing, like mm-hmm. I'm an actual fighter. I can I could kill you if I wanted to. Yeah. But I don't know. If Goldberg, the thing is, it's Goldberg. Like, yeah. Let's not, don't pretend that Goldberg's not tough. He, you know, he played. See, CM Punk was a backyard wrestler. Yes. All he's ever done is wrestling. Yeah. He doesn't know what it's like to compete in actual sports. Well, he found out the hard found way. Out. Yeah. But, like, Bill Goldberg is a, is a lineman yeah. in football. And football, when you get to a level, it becomes, and especially if you're a lineman, it becomes violent. Yes. And it's dirty. And, I like, even at a high school level when I played, you know, like it's the line is is crazy. Same here. Fingers in the eyes. Guys are gouging into your mouth. Dude, They're going a, after your knees. They're a, gonna. There was a guy on our team who used to have the forearm pads. Yeah. He would put two compasses <laughs> in his forearm pads and punch people. And a guy was like screaming. You saw it's on the videotape. You can hear the guy screaming, and he's laughing as he's got four. He's Wolverine, the guy like. <laughs> Two punches, and he's punching this guy down the field, and the guy's screaming. And you look at the shirt, he's got a bunch of holes, and the guy got kicked out of the game. But this this is like 20 years, like when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, recently, a couple years ago, uh, my cousin, who was in high school, was, was there a guy on your football team <laughs> that put compasses in his forearm pads and stabbed people? I'm like, uh, yes, yes, there was. Wow. <laughs> so it, very, very dirty and very physical and very violent. And uh, and I know Goldberg can take that, you know. I believe he's an actual tough. Anybody who thinks they can punch their way through a, a, a non candy glass car window, like Ronda Rousey kicked her way through it. Yeah, you saw that, and then you see her WrestleMania with the scars on her legs, because dude. It's a fucking car window. You don't kick through it. Yeah, no, I agree. With you. And I you mean, don't punch through it, Goldberg. And and don't get me wrong, because I'm not trying to say that somebody like CM Punk isn't tough. I mean, let's face it. For what these guys go through, the type of schedules they go through, the traveling they have to do, I mean, I don't know how these guys do it. And just even just the training to become 
yeah. professional wrestlers is probably one of the hardest things that you could ever do, which is why a lot of guys, even though they do have pro football careers or other backgrounds, drop out of it because they can't take the training. You know, yeah. it's 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 insane. But once you've reached that part, once you're in there, and now we start looking at legitimate badasses, guys who can, you know, take you out. I don't look at CM Punk as that kind of a person. No. You know, I agree with you with Goldberg because I've met Goldberg several times. The fact that his hand, his fist is as big as my head, yeah, should tell you something. It's like Jim right Duggan's there. hand, yeah. You think of that fist hitting you, you know it's for real. Exactly, exactly. So I don't look at CM Punk like that. I look at other no. people. Um, like I said, I keep bringing up Samoa Joe for a reason because, like I said, he's one of the few guys who honestly could hurt you and the best part is joe knows it yeah you know <laughs> yeah whatever he's going to the ring you don't realize that he's giving you that aura of you know what i'm gonna wrestle for you guys but if i wanted to yeah i could break oh yeah neck. yeah it totally totally sorry um yeah samoa joe that that uh who went on who in the he's advanced in the king of the ring tournament which is now all all summer long like the g1 okay so who do you want to see win this because King of the Ring? Yeah, because... Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens? Yeah. King Owens. KO. King Owens. KO. King KO. I like that. King KO. It's a great sound to it. Well, here, here, here's where my problem comes in. I seem to have a problem with everything going on. Um, I've always... I've never really taken the King of the Ring seriously. I always looked at it as more or less like a... Uh, a I don't want to say a cartoon section, but... I've never looked at it, looked at somebody who won King of the Ring as they've done something. It's it to me. It's just a couple of levels higher than the twenty four seven belt, which I love. Um, everything that well, first of all, um, agree to disagree. Uh, but that's the great thing about wrestling, subjective art form. Yeah. Um, uh, I went back and I watched to get ready for this King of the Ring because yeah. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, the first King of the Ring, not the first one with Morocco where he went. Yeah. Uh, the first one with Which Bret I'm Hart. glad they brought that up by the way. Yes. They mentioned Morocco. The first one where the, when Bret Hart won. Mm-hmm. Uh, the night that he wrestled in uh, he wrestled Razor Ramon and then uh, Kurt Henning and then he wrestled um, a Bam Bam Bigelow. All great wrestlers, all incredible matches, all completely different matches. And but that's because of Brett's abilities. Yes, and that's of and then, adapting. So the guys that won the King of the Rings, if you could win three good matches in one night, you know it could really launch you. And and you know at the time when Brett wasn't the champ, being the King of the Ring was something that you could go with. Like Owen Hart ran with the King of Hearts for the longest time, and he you know I'm the King of you know, and it was great. And like and you look at Stone Cold, that you know that that one night. Austin three sixteen. Yeah, but you know the story behind the whole Austin three sixteen. Yeah, it was Jake the Snake. It wasn't even a good match with him and Jake. Exactly. Nobody remembers the match. Exactly. Nobody remembers who Stone Cold even won and to get thing, to that promo. And the whole point is too, even though he made the comment, nothing actually clicked for another couple of months before it actually kicked in. And you know so, what else is funny? I didn't that? even know Doc Hendricks was Michael Hayes at that time. <laughs> I didn't find out till later and, and, and oh that, my God. that was like one of the wrestling things that just blew my mind. I was yeah. like what? That's what? What? And then you go back and I'm listening to the voice. I'm like, oh, I'm God, how did I not know? Because he looks so different yeah, from what Michael Hayes looked like. Yeah, a lot of weight and shorter hair kind of thing. Short, yeah, a lot yeah. of weight, a lot of short hair, that yeah. mustache. Yeah. 
I'm like, you know, but, but hey, folks, the voice was still there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it does sound like a Jack Daniels smoking voice. So um, that was insane. The um, uh, what else? Uh, I said listening to a podcast earlier today, <laughs> and said the last thing you want to do is get to that what else moment in the conversation. Well, no, because like... because we were because. Because when I was mentioning about not a fan of it, um, I, I I don't see them. Re- I've never seen them really doing much with it. No, um, and it always and it's always been and it's been watered down over the years. Exactly to exactly what it is now. A joke. Exactly. Is exactly. It, like it, it, you're going to win it, but what's it going to mean? Yeah. Wow. But, but 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 to to sort of embrace what you're saying, I. I think the smart wrestlers embraced it and did something with it. Like, for example, Randy Savage, mm-hmm. um, the Macho King. But let's face it, the person who did it the best was King Booker. Booker T, 100%. Nobody touched it like the way he did it. He, I mean, he must have known, okay, this is a joke, but you know what? I'm going to embrace it. It's like Dusty Rhodes embracing the polka dots yes. when he went to the WWE. Another example of WWE taking somebody legendary yeah. and just whatever. And then that person turned around and said, okay, if this is what you're going to give with me, I'm going to roll with it. And they made something out of it. Of course he did. Booker T was, that I will say, was absolutely amazing. The fake British accent, yeah. the little pinky going up in the air, and 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 his wife and bringing Charmel with the Charmel? queen, his queen with it, because that because he wasn't rolling with her before. Yeah, it wasn't until the Booker, King Booker needs a queen. Yeah, so he brought his wife along, and it was great. The scepter, everything, you know, it was, uh, it was, it's great. I always like watching wrestlers' characters evolve. Yeah, and it's great to watch Booker. You know, that's the biggest difference between Booker and Stevie Ray. Yes. Stevie Ray never really evolved past Harlem Heat. He was in the NWA, but that was it. But he was like, you know, he was at the end of the NWA line with Scott Norton. Oh, yeah, that was which horrible. Is, and Scott, I'm not knocking Scott Norton. Scott Norton is a legend in Japan. Yeah. But Scott Norton in the NWA is what people remember. You know, eh, you know, it's not the, the, the five, NWA five guys. Yeah. You know, so... Um. Yeah, because there you have the elite NWA, and then you have you know whatever. I'm trying else. to remember. Did they mention about Owen Hart winning the uh, King of the Ring? They did show it. Yeah, yeah, they, they did, did mention it. it. Yeah, 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 totally. You know, because they showed Brett, and then Owen was the second year because Owen won it right. the year after Brett. And it's kind of funny because um, when you think about Owen winning it, where did his career go with that? I know they called him the, what, the Black Heart and the King of Heart. Well, or it something, went. Or... It just went up. Like, well, he was so many different. There was Black Heart. Yeah, he was. Uh, King of Hearts. Yeah. Uh, he was a double slammy winner. Yeah. Uh, well, that, I, I enjoyed the double slammy winner. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Especially since that. he never won the second one. He was <laughs> yeah. there to present it. He, ga- he, he They gave it to him. He gave him the envelope. And he's like, I won another slammy! And they just walked away with it. And it was like, no, you never even did anything. You never won. You never, you know, at least the first slammy he, he actually won. Um, I just and, and sorry to interrupt. I just wish that if they're going to do a King of the Ring. A, I agree that it should be in a one night tournament. Yeah. And two, let it really means. I don't want honestly. You don't need to wear a crown or anything else or whatever. Yeah. But just have it actually mean something. Yeah. So that year you can turn around and say, well, you know, I did win this. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Whatever else. But either do it right or do it do it either do it right. Yeah. And there's two ways you can do it right. Like look at the May Young Classic. Bingo. Great. 
Bingo. They do it perfect. Yeah. It's a month long. Yeah. It's all these women. Yeah. And it is a great tournament to watch. Yeah. Much like um, what was the other one that did the two the, the the cruiserweight? Yeah. When they first did the cruiserweight tournament, same thing. Those tournaments were done properly. Having a sh- three weeks on Raw and three weeks on SmackDown, it's just not. It's just not what I want. You I know, agree. it's just like get you know better. I'm not going to complain about the writing on the shows because mm-hmm. I think since the the shakeup and since Paul Day, Paul e took over one and Bischoff took over the other, I think that the shows have been all okay. They've I been, agree. They've been like the like there yeah there are spots that I don't like on each show, but then there are spots that like I do like. For example, last night when they took Seth Rollins and he rescued Braun Strowman. And because that's what he should be doing. He's Hulk Hogan. He should be rescuing the good other good guys that are in trouble, no mm-hmm. matter who they are. And then the, it's like Hogan rescuing Macho. And then they they embrace. But I like that he addressed, look at, I, I saw you look at the title. I know that's what you want. I don't make the matches. If it was my choice, we'd be wrestling tonight. But until then, let's focus on the tag teams and let's... We'll do that when it when the time comes. Because you know that there's going to be a series between the two of them, and I love the fact that they planted the seed on Yeah, they, they planted and the seed, that's the and they're letting it grow. Because you're going to have a tag team now, and they're going to carry it for a while, and then eventually, who knows, they could have the tag team belts and could be fighting each other at the same time for the title. And that's where we talked about earlier about being invested. Now I'm invested because I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen. Is there going to be a like you just said, will there be a breakdown? Will there not be a breakdown? Now I'm invested in. Well, exactly. And how did they get to this point? Yeah. You're using the titles as the focus. That's number one is thing in wrestling. The title should always be the focus. Yeah. Well, speaking unless of- you're going to do a love story on a mid-card or something this and that, but most people, the reason why they want to be wrestling is because they want to be the champion of the world. Okay, speaking of titles, okay, so they elevated finally the uh, women's tag team titles because yes. as much as I love the Iconics, what they were doing with that, they, they look just, great. Yeah, they, you know, I, I love the fact that they've 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 moved it up now. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's getting attention. All right, U.S. title getting a lot of attention. AJ Styles mm-hmm. working beautiful. Tag teams on either side, Raw or SmackDown, lots of attention. Yes. Okay? 24-7. Even though, for me personally, I hate it, I get a good laugh now in watching what's going on because it gives me a little bit of comedy relief, and if that's what they wanted there for, great. Not only that, that, I want to say, once again, R-Truth delivers time and time again throughout his history in the WWE. Yeah. They give him something, he takes the ball, and he runs and with especially it. for a guy his age, too, man. It, it, he doesn't age. Yeah, doesn't he, age. He's fantastic. So here's what I'm trying to say, then. The Intercontinental title, what the fig are they doing with that? Because it's almost like they just took it to the back of the, the road and shot it or something. I can't even tell you who has it right now. I, I don't even know. Yeah. Who has it? The you know, Yeah, the most prestigious title. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura has it. If he, I'm just wondering, does he still have it? Because I, I don't know. I think he does still have it, unless he fought a shark out in the, the water shark. where he's surfing during yeah. SummerSlam. Maybe the shark has it. I don't know, but that's what I mean. Like, man, talk about disrespecting yeah. a title, and it's one of your titles that you created. It's yeah. not even like you, you know, the U.S. title that was taken from WCW NWA. You, this is a title you created, but this is and the you thing. shot it. But this is the th- the thing too is like. 
they have so many titles now mm-hmm. that the pay-per-views and the pay-per-views are longer than ever. It's the, the but you can't have everything like class of champions will be every title will be defended. Right. So that's great. Do right. that once a year right. because you can't defend every title on every pay-per-view. Yeah. Like that's what I love about the NXT pay-per-views is look at I love um uh, uh oh jeepers what's his big name uh uh oh man uh uh Keith Lee. Okay. I yeah. love Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I've liked him since he was in the Indies. Yeah, uh, a big man that can do a moonsault, uh, who wrestles like a like a cruiserweight, but is so big. I like that. But the fact is, he has not been on uh, an NXT takeover yet, and it's like, and neither have a lot of other people that are on the thing on the show, because the fact is, takeovers have five matches mostly, and that's it. And it, not everybody gets to be on a pay per view, and this is a good teaching tool. To move them upwards mm-hmm. is like, look at not everybody's going to be on WrestleMania, and not everybody's going to be on this. They're going to try Battle Which Royal, the, yeah, Battle, Battle Royal, Royal, yeah, but not everybody can and be the on the shows. Okay, so you got to earn your spot, earn so, that spot. So here's my question: Should we go back then to Raw having its own pay per views and SmackDown having its own pay per views? I wish, but but come fall, it's all going together. Yeah. They're all AEW is not competing against NXT. Well, they are going to compete against NXT, but they're also going to be competing against one brand. It's not Raw. It's not SmackDown. They're going to merge those back together again. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I... Okay, so then I'm know. going to throw this question to you. Is it fair, then, for um, Vince to hold a lot of these guys hostage who only show up to sit in catering and well, never get heard from? Well, let me tell you this. In, in, in baseball... Um, the New York Yankees signed, uh, Jose Canseco away from the Boston Red Sox cause he used to kill them mm-hmm. and, uh, they never played him. They signed him. <laughs> they didn't need him in the outfield. Mm-hmm. They just need him not to hit home runs on him. So they signed him away from Boston. He went to the Yankees, barely played, won a, won a world series. He barely played. And, and it's the reason is we took a big, he was a threat to us. So we just took him away from them. And that's how we resolved it. Like mm-hmm. he didn't. We didn't need him. We got a Rod, and we got uh, you know uh, the other guys. You know all those other guys. They didn't need him, but they took him away and they sat him, and that was. And I think that's the WWE's thing. Like oh, with, I agree. With, I agree with, with that. With Dolph Ziggler, for example, asking yeah. for his release, um, they said we're going to we're going to happily just pay you to stay at home. So it's not like that. Dolph can't go out and do comedy and pursue other interests. He will be able to do that. He just won't be able to wrestle because they're not going to let Dolph um, do that to what Dean Ambrose just did to them. Which I thought was brilliant. Well, Dean Ambrose, they didn't expect Dean Ambrose to. Dean Ambrose said he was burnt out from wrestling. He needed time off. He needed to get out. Okay. And then he goes and signs with other wrestling. Like it, it, what they doesn't that sound a little bit like uh, what the late Kurt Angle? I was gonna say Kurt Angle. I was actually gonna say Brian Pillman. Yes, Pillman did sort of like the same thing where he was when he told Bischoff, "Yeah, you know, uh, you know, get get me out of this contract or whatever, but I'm gonna come back later on. You know, I'm gonna go to ECW. I'm gonna pretend I'm there to you know start trouble for WCW, and then I'm gonna come back." 
He releases him, and then what does he do? Signs. <laughs> he signs with the WWE. Yeah, and you know, Kurt Angle did that to Vince. He's like, I got to clear up myself. Like he was an addict. He was. Yeah. And then, and then, all of a sudden, like TNA no, months <laughs> after he left, he's in TNA, and like Vince is like, "What the fuck?" You know, <laughs> like we just sent him to rehab, and now he's in TNA. So I don't. I they can't have another. Uh, Ambrose Moxley situation. I agree with that, but my problem still goes. I mean, there are so many, gr- so much great talent who. Kalisto he... tweeted 10 months left on his wow. Twitter today. So Lucha House Party will not probably not be on TV for a while. Wow. But like he's tweeting this. Like there are a lot of, I think, unhappy people. And I was like, just wait it out. Wait it out. Like but, but the competition's that... going to make them better. Okay, but doesn't that take away from your skills when you are just sitting? I'm not saying that that's all they're doing is just sitting at home or whatever. Maybe some of the guys are, maybe there aren't. But let's face it, if you're not in a, a routine, in a regular routine, your skills are going to be going down. That's why when I keep thinking about well, CM Punk, I'm not expecting – if CM Punk does decide, and I think he will decide to someday come back. If he does, gonna, it'll be just, it won't be for wrestling. It'll be despite the WWE. Yeah, but he's not going to be the same guy. You know, no. whatever whatever he does, it's not going to well, be Well, you same. never know because, like, he did MMA fight. It's Phil Brooks yeah. was the MMA fighter. Yeah. It's, he could probably, first of all, he was, he, he did an appearance earlier this year where he, right. he was in a mask. Yep. And he was really thin. Yeah. He didn't even look like a wrestler in the ring. And he was wearing jogging pants and a hoodie. Very baggy, and he still looked thin. And the, the, G, the go to sleep was, was not even good at all. No. So... He's got a lot of work to do yeah. before he even gets in the ring shape. I absolutely. And but but you know what? People want him, people miss him, and people will will ignore whatever happened outside of wrestling. It's done, but if he can come back and see him punk, it'll be CM Punk. Do you think the wife will come back? No. You think she's done? I think she's done. Yeah, she Which seems pretty happy. Because she, she was absolutely amazing with everything she did, and she looked sexy as hell. Oh, yeah. And yes, I'm saying it. I don't care if somebody wants to send me some letter going, oh, you shouldn't be talking about female wrestlers. She Whatever, is Randy stunning. Orton's sexy as hell. There I you go. Like, uh, I'm just uh, putting uh, that out there. You know, there are a lot. You can say that on, on both ends of many wrestlers. Exactly, exactly. But I really hope she does come back because, because she had – such a huge it factor. It was amazing. She was able to appeal to young kids. She appealed definitely to adults. She knew how to move around in the ring. And she was quick and smart. She knew how to cut people up if she wanted to without yes. a script. Who do you think would be a good matchup for her today in today's wrestling? Oh, <laughs> look, anytime you want to say anything like that, I'm always going to go to one person, Charlotte Flair. Yes. I will always go to Charlotte Flair because personally I think Charlotte Flair is the best women's wrestler that I've seen right now in this era. Yes, and my favorite uh, Charlotte Flair match um, was Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte at Summer uh, yeah. Survivor Series two years ago, which the ending, the match was so great, but the ending really bothered me mm-hmm. because when the guys are wrestling, they can put a guy through a table they can take apart the announcer's section. They can throw the guy on there, drop an elbow outside. The, they can do all this stuff outside. They can hit you with a chair, hit you with the ring bell, mm-hmm. strangle you with the ring cord. Charlotte Flair grabs one kendo stick from underneath the ring and uses it on Ronda Rousey and immediately gets disqualified. 
that's a double standard. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, first of all, you don't want candlesticks being used. Mm-hmm. Don't put them under the fucking ring. Don't even have them there. There's no reason. Tommy Dreamer's not in the card. Why was the candlestick there? You know, yeah. it's just like the the the, 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 the fact that they disqualified her so quickly. Uh-huh. I was so angry because this is a a, a dream match, Charlotte versus, and I didn't want Becky involved at Mania. I wanted a rematch of that match. I agree with you. I agree with you. I I personally and I I love Becky, but uh, I think Charlotte's the one you should have the title. Plus, I'm going to add this in too, because I've the Trish Stratus match at SummerSlam. Great match. I love Trish. I've known Trish for God, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. We've done many interviews over the years. But here's the thing: when you watch the match, yeah, um, Charlotte really helped Trish in so many instances to the Huracrana spot. Yeah, like, exactly. Right there. She helped her so much to make sure that Trish could accomplish what she could do. And that just shows that, I mean, her dad, uh, the Nature Boy, was able to do this with other wrestlers. Yeah. She has that same gift. And it doesn't matter who she's with, she can make a great match. The best spot of that match was after she did miss the Hercarana thing. The way they did it was where Charlotte grabbed her leg and brought it underneath her arms. Yeah. And then she held her. While Trish did the sit up and started pounding her in the head, that's all Charlotte. It's all Charlotte, and it, and it's just and it and it's incredible. It gives me goosebumps thinking about yeah. how good she made Trish, and people. I as much as people wanted Trish to win that match because it's in Toronto and this and this no. that. The fact is, Vince's usual rule is, uh, if it's your hometown, you don't go over. Yes. And number two, if you're a great champion, you go out on your back. Yeah. That's your last match. That's the, you're giving up a belt. You're in a title match. You 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 push you put the person forward. Exactly, it's a transition. That's what keeps the sport. We already going. know Trish is great. Yeah, we don't need to know that. We don't need to know that she beat Charlotte Flair. Exactly. It doesn't. It's not. It's not needed. You know, and that goes back to again why um, during that that period with uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and you can even throw a little bit of Stone Cold in this. When even though Stone Cold wasn't like you know I'm not dropping the title to anybody or anything, but. But that whole transition of title going to this person, that person, and two guys not wanting to drop the title. You know, Brett didn't yeah. want to drop it to to um, Sean. Sean. Sean didn't want to drop the title to anyone. Just to, to anyone. Stone Cold, when you've got The Undertaker literally wrapping his fist going, he don't tape it. It's going to be a long, he doesn't drop it. It's going to be a long night for yeah. him. That's wrong. Absolutely wrong. You have to because that's how the sport survives mm-hmm. and if you don't do those kind of things then you're not making any money they're not making any money and we're not going to come out because the last thing you want to see is which is something hogan never really understood because hogan always wanted to be the top guy you got to drop the title and when you drop it you got to leave it with them yeah let it roll around that's one of the things i love about um the viper the viper gets it mm-hmm. you know um even though his his uh his schedule isn't as as tough as it was before. He's got a great schedule. I don't even think he does house shows now anymore. Does no, he? probably not. Probably not. But the thing was though, he understood even though there were injuries and yes, steroids and drugs and whatever else, but he still understood that you know, you have a run with the title. When it's time to drop it, the guy you dropped it and then you move it aside so other people can get into the mix and then somewhere along the line, maybe a year or so or a year and a half he came back and he was back into it again. Well, I think the thing about Randy Orton is he just doesn't give a shit. He knows, like, he's so good at what he does. Oh, yes. He, he knows he's good. He doesn't have to, I don't think, 
It, I think it comes naturally and easy to him. I agree. And um, like he knows, he gets it. Yeah. He knows. I'm like Brett believed he was the world champion. That's where the problem came in. And you know, and like, and like, and like, like, like he we became this Canadian icon. Yeah. Randy Orton has not become an icon. No. It's a different mindset. Yeah. Ric Flair believes that he's Ric Flair, and he does not want to live his life as Richard Flair. He wants to be the nature boy until he dies. But here's the thing. Ric Flair understood, though, how the business works. So when he says, no, I'm not dropping the title to Luger, I promised it to Sting. Yes. He was supposed to drop the title to Magnum TA. He understood that there were you had your, your reign, mm. and then you had to drop it off. Let's face it. The reason why Flair won those titles so many times was because of circumstances that were out of his control when he was ready to drop the title to this to next in line yeah something either happened to them staying what was his knee at one point magnum you know about the car accident yeah. and then the other times these other guys just weren't ready for the mantle and flair had to go back in mm-hmm. and do what he did yeah and 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 that but and that's the thing too is always like flair never worried about uh, dropping the title no, because the money's in the chase. Exactly, and he knows he's going to be chasing the, to get that belt back because that's what he's best at. Uh, I remember there's a, a PWI magazine or one of the magazines back in the day. Mm-hmm. It said, uh, "Enjoy your title now, Ricky Steamboat, because in in 76 days or less, <laughs> Ric Flair will have that title back." And it was all about how long it took Ric Flair to win his title back, all the times he had lost it. Okay, now here's the interesting that you brought that up. You remember why Steamboat's title reign didn't work? Oh well, no, I don't remember why. Because of Steamboat's wife. Okay, I remember she was always there. Exactly, and from what I from what I listened to another podcast, she was she was a complete mess for him in the background. Probably she was always she like the dresses that she wore and being out there. She's the one who put herself out there. Yeah, it wasn't Steamboat asking her to be out there. She wanted to be out there. Yeah, fans couldn't stand her. The wrestlers couldn't stand her. The whole thing was just getting ridiculous. I don't want to see. A, I'm sorry, but I don't. And I love no. Ricky Steamboat, but I don't want to see a carrying baby to no. the ring. No, because it's not for wrestling. No, no. And you know the fact that Steamboat has always been the good guy. Throughout his whole career, you know as well as I know, the chemistry between Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair goes for decades. They've always had. They mm. can go in the match right now. They'd still have that. Oh, yeah. They'd still have that chemistry. If we still had that chemistry, Steamboat, I should say, if we still had that, that uh, just the two of them, Yeah. Steamboat's title reign, title reign would have been a lot longer. It was the fact that they couldn't stand her and they were just like... Just give it back to Flair. Get yeah, because the, the genuine, like the 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 the, they were so natural together. Yeah, that, and when I think of uh, you know, when I think of Brett and Austin, yeah, I think they're the natural fit oh, for each absolutely. other, and they're each other's best opponent. Absolutely, like WrestleMania thirteen, that you know nobody remembers who the main event was. Uh, everybody remembers Brett, and that was the third the last match. The, the third last match. Yeah. And and that's the match you got Stone Cold Austin. What's his favorite match? That's it. And there's a great Austin podcast where him and Brett do commentary during that match. Oh, I've got to hear that. And it's so good because you're listening to them both together. And like where Stone Cold talks about grabbing the guy's pop and throwing it in Brett's face. Brett goes like, 
And he goes, well, that's one of my things I do. That was a, <laughs> a, an old trick I used to do in the NWA, and I, I threw it back into that match, you know. And, and Or the fact that Stone Cold, you know, like Brett said to him, we're going to have to get color for this to work. And he goes, now, do you want me to cut you or do you want to cut? And he's like, well, if you feel you could do it, you can do it. And he goes, Brett's like, okay, I'll do it, and I'll it'll be good and like you know mm-hmm. and so brett had the blade on his finger and just you know that was it and like and history you know for a match that they did not want blood in you know and blood makes you yeah. blood made becky lynch in the stone cold absolutely you know and and the sad thing about it is all this happened but where's nia Jax? it's so funny that you say that because nia Jax, last... as far as i'm concerned sorry one second i'm just gonna yeah. say, as far as i'm concerned if she's the man then Nia Jax's fist is the man maker. <laughs> and she should come back saying that this fist is the man maker. You want me to make you a man? I'll knock you into a, you know, like, and she's got to come back with that heat and attack Becky. You know, I don't know where Nia Jax is. Probably just got her off TV for a while. But when she comes back, I hope she comes back with vengeance and goes after Becky. I did see, she did post this something. She was dressed in a, you know, Beautiful dress and I guess relaxed. Probably The Rock's wedding. Probably. Yeah, he just got married. Yeah, he did. Congratulations to The Rock. Yeah, what is this? Your third, fourth wife? I don't know. Not joking. (laughs) Is she going to, when you get divorced from her, is she going to run your production company next? Yeah, no. no, I'm just joking, Rock. You you, you know he's got a prenup somewhere. He's got too much money. Um, It's funny because I have been thinking about that and what's been going on with her. I actually thought they took her off TV because she was hurting so many people. And maybe know. she needed, uh, you know, just to sort of spruce things up. Plus the fact, too, uh, is there going to be another season of uh, Total Divas? Because if there is, then she would be on television if there's not. I don't even know if they're doing Total Divas anymore. Yeah. So I just, I know they, uh, Total Bellas is, might be done as well. I don't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Who knows? Which, uh, they had a good run. Like, they did. Uh, you know, like seven years, seven yeah. or eight years. But it's funny. I when Boy, we jumping all over the place. When I was That's watching right. Total Divas in the beginning... Yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't like it at the end because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe any of it. I didn't believe any of it. That's why I loved it so much. Well, <laughs> well, the thing was, though, when you saw certain people, like, um, who am I thinking about the Usos, and knowing that they were living in, like, a little apartment or whatever, I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. All right? But then when you're showing everybody's got this big house, like, if it's Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, for you youngsters, look that up on uh, on Google. You'd think they're all rich and everything. It's like, no, wait a second. Well, John Cena's house made sense. Yeah, exactly. But not everybody's got that mega house. No. And I'm, and I'm waiting for somebody to do a YouTube thing where I find out, like they did on, um, oh, God, what was the MTV show that Cribs. they used to have? Cribs. Yeah. Well, you find out half the people who claim they're living here, and they, got the, they all rented it. It's fake cars and everything. I'm waiting to find that out from Total Divas with some of these guys. I think Natty's house is real. I think hers is real. I think uh, I think the Usos living in a small apartment is real. Like absolutely, because like you know when you when you're on the road that much, yeah, and you want to save money, and you're not at the top of the top of the card, why would you want a a, a huge mansion? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No, you're, you live in hotels. No, just get an apartment. No, but you I know, was thinking about um, Miz and Maurice. Well, uh, yeah, I guess Miz has been wrestling for a long time, and, and he's got a, a whole bunch of other proje- uh, projects too. But I'm thinking about um, what's his name. Uh, who hasn't been on in a long time, him and his wife. Who, Dean Ambrose? Not Ambrose. No, and no, Renee no. Young? Their house no, no. is pretty big. No, no. I'm talking about, um, what is his name? Uh, not Russian. He's not Russian. He's... Um, oh, Rusev. Rusev. Yeah, you they're know? kind of on hiatus from everything. Yeah, but right they now. show him. You know, he's got the pool, the big house, and everything yeah. else. And that one, I'm going, ah, I'm not believing that one too much. No. 
The you know the thing is uh, also um, I've we're talking about being on hiatus. Yeah. I said uh, you know there's no reason like one of the things I would like to see the WWE do is uh, they say oh there's no off season wrestling but your roster's so big you can alternate like groups of people that are off like just take two months off yeah and come back because there's nothing better when someone leaves <laughs> and they come back fresh here here's where I'm gonna go and I would agree with you with that but I'm gonna go further than that let's bring back the territories. I think it's needed right now. I think because of the roster that the WWE has right now, that you can plant some uh, territories like up in Canada, so well, we can have a Canadian champion. Well, this is a this is a good a good a good way to get into this. Is uh, recent recently at the SummerSlam weekend up here in Canada, uh, the WWE ran their first Canadian performance center. I heard about this, and they had. Um, I think 80 wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, there to try out and just to see what's going on. And I talked about this on a, on one of my show, shows recently, and I can't remember with who, but I thought maybe with Jan Murphy. But I, I said, we brought up the conversation, would there ever be the chance they have NXT UK, would there ever be the chance where they do NXT Canada? I think they should. Because to me... There are a lot of Canadian performers up here, like comedians, that cannot get their papers to go perform in the States. And that's the same as over in England. Mm-hmm. So why not have a Canadian, like NXT North would be the perfect name for it. I love that. It's up in Canada. And I think it might be in the works. Because this is why. Lance Storm just closed the Storm Academy in, in, in Calgary. Mm-hmm. That to me tells me that he must be going to train wrestlers somewhere else. Mm. And whether it's in Florida or whether it's in Toronto at the new NXT North facility, only speculation, that to me makes sense. Absolutely. Because it would be in Toronto. Yeah. Because, you know, we have right now in Toronto, off the top of my head, five independent wrestling organizations. And they're all doing good numbers and they all have their own fan base. So then you have... You know, outside of, you have uh, Hamilton, Barrie, uh, Ottawa, uh, Chinlock Wrestling's running and, and just did their first sold-out show. Congrats. Uh, uh, you know, at their at their school. Love it. And where they train in Napanee. So, you know, with that said, it's, it's just like, it's time. There's Absolutely. enough independent wrestling all across Canada to have a good NXT roster of Canadians that could be, you know, and like, and it could be fantastic. Because I went to a card um, the, the Wednesday night before SummerSlam, mm-hmm. Smash Toronto Wrestling yes. versus Progress. The entire Progress roster they bought over were all NXT UK talent. Wow. Tony Storm was there with her NXT title. Walter was there with his NXT title. Uh, Jordan Devlin was there. Uh, uh, Trent Severn was there for Mustache Mountain. Jordan Grace was there. For, for Now, I think she's with AEW. I mean, she's with Impact right now, mm-hmm. but she was also on the card, and she's great, and she's beautiful, Cornette, so fuck you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, I love Jordan <laughs> Jordan Grace. Um, you know, and uh, not only that, they had some other guys that were also recognizable NXT uh, UK guys, and they're bringing them over here, and that's just a, you know, nobody's even, yes, this is a packed show. But it's packed with Smash fans and Progress fans. Yeah. Like, where were the main the main crowd guys? Um, you know, and and to me, 
uh, NXT Canada or NXT North, it makes sense completely. Rather than going, where else are you going to go? You're going to go to Mexico first. Yeah. The co- by the way, talking about guys that are wrestling elsewhere, they're mm-hmm. still with WWE, Epico and Car uh, and uh, Primo. They're still with the WWE, but they've been taking over their dad's promotion in Mexico. And now uh, I think Primo is the champ, and he's wrestling Epico for the title. And that's going to happen very soon. That's interesting. And uh, so it's two WWE guys going against each other. Is it Mexico, other. not Cuba? Well, no, uh, it's Mexico. Is it Mexico? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's Mexico. I think he took over in Mexico. Because I know Carlos used to run... Uh, he, if you watched uh, Beyond the Ring, yeah, the he was involved in the Bruiser Brody right, thing. Yeah, he was one of the promoters. Yeah, so that's what I said. If I ever meet Carlito, I'm gonna spit an apple in his face because <laughs> I don't appreciate his dad having something to do with the murder of Bruiser Brody. So, yeah, that's a that's a crazy thing. I but I absolutely agree with you about um, uh, NXT North. I love it. Um, I mean, they could have it at the Rico Coliseum or, you know, That's wherever. That's a perfect place for it. Um, and they could literally be running shows once, at least once a month as they're traveling across the country. See, I come from, again, an era where I loved going to Maple Leaf Gardens watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've talked about this before. The thing I miss about that was the wrestling was, and I'll emphasize this, it used to be every two weeks. Yeah. Every two weeks at the gardens. And when the WWF took over, it went to once a month. And then it went to, as you see now, uh, at one point it was maybe once a year, then it was twice a year. Now it's like, what, maybe three times a we year? We get maybe three house shows and maybe, maybe a raw three. year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I miss the every, every other week. Cody Rhodes told my friend last week in mm-hmm. Ottawa that he's bringing AEW to Canada and he's bringing it to Ottawa. Is one of the places where they're going. So if they're hitting Ottawa, they're hitting Toronto. Got it. Uh, I, I I would like to see them set up in the amphitheater, the way they cool. set up that that show in yeah. the amphitheater in Jacksonville or yeah, wherever yeah, they yeah. did it, because you know the same setup would be great. You know, you have your entrance and just have it like you know we're watching the performance. The wrestling should be on the stage. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that's a fantastic way to do it, uh, and it's different. Very because they got to be different. That's what they got to be, and uh, in order to succeed. And I think they will succeed, but I don't. I, you can't kill WWE, you know. No, and and I and here's the thing because I, I think and going back to now Eric Bischoff, I think that's where his mistake was because at some point he actually wanted to kill, yeah, the WWE. Even though if you would ask him now, he'd probably say, "No, I wasn't trying to do that. I just felt it was just comp- no, you." You literally said you wanted to kill. No, that, no, yeah, you wanted you know? to run Vince out of um, business. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. As Vince would like to make people believe that competition is healthy and that's what's needed, but let's face it, back in the uh, the Monday Night Wars, that's not how Vince felt. Because in fact, there was at one point Vince even had some kind of rally speech with his boys, saying that you know it's smarter for us to tape our shows and not go live like WCW is because it's going to cost them so much money, but it's only going to cost us this, so we're going to win this, and you know. We, they, they shouldn't even be doing it on Mondays. In fact, he said they should be doing it on Thursdays. They shouldn't be trying to compete with us and all this other crap. But as we all know how things ended up turning out and whatever else, um, competition, I think, is, is needed. It's great. And let's face it, ever since AEW finally really became a progressive league, um, 
that's when Vince started treating his wrestlers differently. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to. And if you look at, like, like you know, people want to worry about AEW at, at WWE. It's like, worry about AEW at New Japan. That's yeah. who they took their talent from, the AEW. Like, AEW Ring of Honor. Like, Ring of Honor has been hurting from the minute all those guys left. True. Because they all left at once. Yeah. And that all your main event guys leave at once, and Mar- except for Marty. Yeah, but the thing is, though, ROH, no. See, that's the thing I love about ROH. No matter what they have, they know how to nurture that talent to make them stars so that they move, do move on, they become even bigger stars. We'll to see. To me, ROH... They never tried to be bigger than they were than they are. No, they that's un- what I like. They know their place exactly, and they know their market exactly. And you know, like I always looked at NXT as Hunter's ROH. Absolutely, and that's exactly what I believe. That's the way he looks at it too, because ROH run a athletic based show. Yep, it's not quite Japan. There's yep. enough. They have enough characters. That that uh, you know, like the Beer City Bruiser, yes, where which, you, I love. Like, which is a kind of a comedy character. Yeah, they still do the comedy aspect. Whereas you know, Japan does comedy too, but it's just outrageous. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, and and I'm gonna add in there to me, uh, to me, they've got the best tag team in the world. Who the Briscoes? Yeah, yeah, the Briscoes are great. I, but how do I like? What, don't you want to see the Briscoes and the Usos go at it? I I've said, oh my God, thank you for bringing. That. I've said that for like two years because we get the we get the Gorillas of Destiny. Yeah, which are, are technically Usos. Yeah, they're relatives. Yeah, but I want to see the Usos. Oh, that would be amazing. Go against the Briscoes. That would be amazing. Match you know. of the year. Match yeah, the it century. could be match of the year. Where are we at? We're gonna wrap it up. All right, we're we gotta wrap, wrap it up. up. Really? Yeah. It's pretty Why? Much, we barely got into anything. We're still talking about Glow. No, Jeez. we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> they got another season. They do, and I'm not a fan of it. I I, I watched it, uh-huh. and I watched the whole series, and I've loved the whole series, but this series uh, is the least about wrestling, and the more about everything else. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't like it. Uh-huh. Uh, the focus was not centered on the wrestling like the last two seasons, and uh, I want to watch a show about wrestling. So that's why, uh, if you're wondering what I thought about Glow, I loved it. Uh, more boobs than ever. You know, for a That's guy who loves boobies, That's uh, I love boobies so much I grew my own, and <laughs> you know, oh my I, God, something else yeah, I'm gonna be dreaming. I about respect today. and I love, I guess, and I have also passed the pencil test. Um, <laughs> but ladies, I'm just saying boobies are great, and uh, and the and it's filled with it. And if you're like, but what about the dick? There's some dick in it this season too. <laughs> so you know, uh, so enjoy that. I'm not, spoiler alert. Boobies and dick in this season's glow. <laughs> That's going to be the, the, the catch. How to, how to describe this episode right there. It is always great being on the show. Hopefully it won't be too long before I'm back again, man. So much. No. We always have so much to talk about. Rudy, where can we find you in the meantime? Because we didn't even talk about any of your interviews from this past SummerSlam. Well, you know what? You can see uh, I've got most of them up. You can go to Rudy Blair Entertainment Media, RudyBlairMedia.com. There's a whole bunch of them up Who is uh, your right favorite? This, who is your favorite? The one, I wanted Samoa Joe mostly, yeah. but uh, McIntyre was really interesting to speak with because I think he's truly a hybrid, and the fact he doesn't have a world championship around his waist is ridiculous. You know what's funny to me as you're telling me this story? I'm thinking about, how did you get to interview McIntyre? Oh, we drew names. Who did you draw? I drew Drew. <laughs> <laughs> and and one thing I will talk about today, too, uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, Muhammad Ali. 
Um, Mustafa. Mustafa. My apologies. Both Mustafa great. Ali. Both great. Um, check out the interview that I posted today with him because he talks about an incident that happened around WrestleMania week where his wife had the you know traditional scarf uh-huh. around her neck and somebody sent a note saying that he should not be trying to you know bring her down and you know push this kind of stuff on her and he actually says something to this person who uh social yeah. media him it's an interesting piece i asked him about it and he had something really interesting to say check that out because i think just the clip alone is like at five thousand right now. Oh, that's like right. It. So it's it's spinning. And that's at Rudy Blair dot Rudy Blair Media dot com. Yes. All right, Rudy Blair. Uh, I know Blair Rudy Blair Media dot com, com. But the whole thing is Rudy Blair Entertainment Media, but it's Rudy Blair Media dot com. That's where you go to. Awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, thanks for being here. Was and uh, thanks, for, uh, thank you for listening, people. Thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears for a little bit. And uh, we'll hear you. Well, you'll hear us next week on uh, Talking Wrestling. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.